all of a sudden I'm your peer. The next week we're meeting and I'm in a one-on-one with you as your manager. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, so this is our hashtag one team episode. Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss what they're learning at the moment and how it applies to you. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to the Flip My Funnel podcast. I am joined here with a really amazing person. She has gone through, for the last year and a half, multiple different roles in the customer success team and just a phenomenal leader. Everybody that I know that reports into her loves her and knows that she's doing a phenomenal job. And the team, the whole CSF team is just just incredible. And the topic today is from peer to coach, being a young leader in a rapidly growing company. So, Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah. Excited to talk to you. All right. So, and this is this is a topic that you personally have been very interested in. Uh-huh. And you've gone through several, right? You've gone through from a CSM to senior CSM to team lead to manager. Like, you have gone through a lot in the last year and a half. Yeah. Why is this topic interesting to you? Well, I think on the one hand... Terminus has been such a unique experience for me to go through that growth. It has been a year and a half of exponential professional growth, but also personal. Yeah. And it's been really cool to reflect back on that and think about the jobs I had, like when I first got out of college, how I felt in those and the the challenge I was seeking, the responsibility, the growth, and how I've been able to have that opportunity here and what I've learned from going through that. Uh, and I think it's just so unique at a, a lot of younger companies where you have younger professionals coming in when they're growing quickly to be able to take that journey. It's yeah. just been so neat. And I see it happening kind of all around me as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, so you you have now how many people on your team? Got five right now. Okay. My direct team. Direct team. And, and each one of them have about, what, 40, 50 accounts or yeah. so. So what is it? Uh, so let's just dive into it. Okay. Uh, it's like, what have you learned from going from being a peer to a coach, because yep. it's a tough transition to yep. do that. What are the takeaways? What is it that you want to impart? Because I think a lot of people are now growing into those roles. Mm-hmm. And and I've seen people not being very successful at that. Yep. So how have you been so successful? Yeah, it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a common thing to feel that imposter syndrome. Yeah. And then to want to make sure when you, especially that, all of a sudden I'm your peer, the next week we're meeting and I'm in a one-on-one with you as your manager. <laughs> uh, that role reversal is a little odd and figuring out those dynamics. One thing that I did early on was get advice from people who had gone through that transition. So I talked to some people in different functions here at Terminus on other teams who had also moved up from peer to manager yeah. and kind of learn, how, what did you do? What was that experience like? Was it awkward for you too? Yeah. So also, so I wasn't alone in those feelings and to learn from them. And I think it's one thing that was really beneficial is knowing that I was in that position that I was now going to be kind of coaching people on. Mm. There's a huge amount of empathy there for understanding the challenges they're facing, what it feels like to get new process or decisions handed down, being on the front line with customers and just knowing what that looks like. And I think one of the, the best pieces of advice I got, I think, was from Alex, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of our VP of sales, but he said, just prove your worth as a CSM mm-hmm. and earn their respect from the advice you can provide from your time as a customer success manager. 
And once you get some respect and trust, you know, you can start to to change things or make yeah. more recommendations, but really just kind of bridge that gap with the trust piece. And I think that was a, a huge part of it for me. Yeah. Alex is a phenomenal leader. We all know, we talk about, he has been on the podcast a few times as well. And I think one of the things that I've seen him do really well is coaching. Yeah. And I've learned a lot about him from him around coaching, like how committed he is in making sure how much time he's spending with them. And and really, and he's like a serious guy, right? I mean, you can lay him, he, he has no expressions. Like, yeah. I'm like, Alex, are you happy? No, I'm happy. I'm like, I don't see it on your face. But but he, he is a very strong personality, right, yeah. in itself. And, 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 and But he has tremendous amount of empathy. Once you kind of look at it and, and, and see how his team reports into him, they can, they feel it. They know he's always there for them. What have you done in terms of your routine? Because once your routine was to be on customer success call and just thinking about customers, yeah. now you're thinking about your your team every day and talking to them. How does your routine change? What kind of coaching or day-to-day activities have you employed? Yeah, that's a great question too. So I think um, that has been an evolving process and it's taken me a while finally for like this quarter, I've got like a really strong yeah. program down, but obviously incorporating one-to-ones and trying to make yourself more available to grab people on the floor. We have so many Mm. situations that come up all of a sudden. So doing those check-ins, being available for the team so they can grab five minutes, 10 minutes, really trying to figure out how each team member likes to communicate best. A lot of them get like really heads down and they don't want drive-bys. They don't want you to (laughs) mind check. They want you to like... So you have to know who they are and what their strengths and stuff. Yeah. And then... We've been looking a lot at, you know, our one-on-one structure and I'm making a change right now because I want to find more time for that feedback and coaching, but we also end up getting really bogged down sometimes in metrics during those one-on-ones. So alternating, and sometimes we're going to talk about metrics and where they are with all their renewals in a certain time frame, And then the other meeting, we're going to talk just about feedback and coaching and we have coaching plans we're working on, you know, listening to recordings of calls to provide feedback those types of things. Yeah. And, and so we record every single call, yeah. right? Do you look, go back and listen to how, how many calls do you go back? And yeah. Listen to? So uh, that has been a thing where I'm trying to promise at least one call for every CSM mm-hmm. every week. Okay. Which just depends on the length and that they're an hour long and then you're stopping and taking notes. Like yeah. Can, it's amazing how even finding an hour <laughs> in the term of this week. Yeah. But that's, what's been really effective and kind of doing like a Q4 kickoff with every mm-hmm. member of my team where we're taking three hours. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking for a pretty big time commitment, Yeah. but we're running through all upcoming renewals for the next two quarters. We're planning out their quarterly goals and objectives. Yeah. And I've listened to like four or five calls in a row. And that has actually been more impactful for me than yeah. listening to like one every once in a while. Yeah. So you really catch those trends yes. and the things that they're doing over and over again. Yeah. And it realized, made me realize maybe just like, a big a volume session is the way I need to do it. Listen to three calls in a row of a CSM. Yeah. Move on to the next That's one. That's a great thought there because I think you, you definitely can see the patterns of yeah. what it is. And I know we use what Gong yeah. on our backend to, to listen to. It's great software. We, we obviously recommend for people to use it. And it shows how much time you spend speaking versus your customer. Yeah. Do you look at that? Oh, yeah. I dug into the metrics here. That part is so interesting yeah. because we obviously want there to be a good split between the CSM talking and yeah. the customer talking, and you can kind of see where people need to spend more time pausing and asking questions. 
It even has a patient score. So how long after the other? It's person called a patient score. Yeah. <laughs> and what's really cool is like how long after the other person stops talking do you pick up? Uh, you know, so are you giving whatever they said or the question they asked a little time to settle and, and think on that, or are you kind of jumping and always yeah. getting right in there? So it's really cool to look at those stats, and then you can kind of set a goal for people. Like you talked seventy percent of the time on average. I'd love to see that go down to 65. Mm. Can you slow down? Can you ask more questions? Can you give them time to tell you things? Mm. And it puts a more measurable goal around it, which is really yeah. Now you, I mean, we talked about being going from peer uh, to manager and we talked about just moving up in the organization. What other things do you feel as an organization that we are doing or should be doing to help you be a better leader? One of the biggest things and, Thankfully, we're, we're doing this now because it was my first management position. So I didn't have a lot of formal training. Yeah. Like I had good mentors. I had some good instincts around it. But yeah. there's a totally different ballgame when you talk about how formal management training and really yeah. leading a team. And that's where I feel really fortunate that Terminus has invested in this leads program yeah. that we're going through. And it's going through topics like radical candor, servant leadership. Yeah. You do a behavioral assessment or like leadership assessment of yourself in the beginning because I think it starts with self-awareness, yep. Yep. knowing where you're strong and where you've got weaknesses. And that has been huge for me. And I think the fact that the whole company is on the same page from executive leadership yeah. to the VPs to managers, we're all going through that training together. Right. It really creates a nice environment to collaborate, to have open conversations. I go back and actually share whatever we learn in those trainings with my team. Mm. So they also know, like with radical candor, like, yeah. I'm not to be giving you guys to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I expect it to be too late. Here's yeah. what it's about. So they're not caught off guard. They're not doing something sneaky that they don't know is going on. Right, right. Oh, what happened yeah. to Christina? She just <laughs> completely changed. She's selling me in a completely different way. And I think that's been really great and good for their development. Yes. It's not intended just for me. It's intended yeah. for everyone to be better, a better leader, a better team player. So I think it's been nice to be able to trickle that down and, and share with them. And I just feel that's where my professional development is and personal. Yeah. Uh, it's taught me a lot about myself that I don't apply just in the workplace. Yeah. Well, so let's just talk about that yeah. for a second. So we for, for people who don't know, we have Bob Lewis over here at Terminus. He is an incredible coach. Uh, we, as founders, uh, had Bob Lewis like two years ago and we, we we kind of started meeting him to just because we're like first-time founders. We don't even know what we're doing. We still don't know what we're doing, but we kind of are still kind of, you know, I think doing all right, I guess. And and uh, we kind of like, well, this is great. We need to have everybody else go through it. Let's start their executive team. We started there and we, the executive team, and, and the, you start to feel like, yeah, this is really good. We They said, well, we want their direct reports to be part of it. And that really got us to where we are today, where now we have a ton of people in our organization going to a lead program, which is a year-long program with a monthly commitment of four hours or more where you and and, and peers of your uh, throughout the organization from different functions sit down together and listen. And, and the reason I share all that is because I think every organization should do that. Mm-hmm. It, it has opened up so many great conversations because people like you who are not only learning and absorbing, but also then going and sharing, it just creates a, a dialogue across the organization beyond just metrics and numbers. And and I want to bring it back to the idea of radical candor. Yeah. Because that is the very recent one. <laughs> Any experiences that you took from that and, and directly implemented or felt like needed to be done? Yeah, I think so. 
And it's a concept. There's a book about it. It's not necessarily proprietary. Yes. Program, so people can go out and read about this. But it's got this quadrant of four different ways that we typically deliver feedback. Yeah. And it was so interesting to me because I think, and a lot of organizations probably do this, you live in this area of ruinous empathy <laughs> where you're giving some feedback, but you're kind of stopping before yeah. you go all the way yeah. because you don't want to hurt feelings or you're not sure how that's going to make the relationship and the dynamics. Yeah. And you just kind of hold off on going all the way to yeah. tell them what they really need to know in order to improve. And so that was a really kind of an eye opener for me. And so with radical candor, you're delivering that feedback all the way to the finish line to the 100%. You're telling them really what they need to know but it's coming from a place of like deep care and concern for the person and to help them grow and develop. And we did an exercise where two of the other leaders on our team, we sat in chairs, (laughs) make eye contact and we delivered radical candor and feedback. And it was a little uncomfortable, but it's also great to do. And we've been practicing that a lot as a a leadership team. And it just, now it feels so much more fluid and you just grab somebody like, can I talk to you for five minutes I got this thing on my mind or I noticed this or, and it's just made it feel a lot, I don't know, like a stronger team and stronger communication from a leadership perspective. And then also doing that with my team, I think it's been really helpful because they know I'm going to tell them what I need to tell them. And it's supposed to be bilateral. So they should bring it back to me. They have strong feelings about something or I ask for feedback around what I'm doing, my availability, my performance as their manager. Right. And want them to tell me the truth and yeah. what can I be doing better? What am I not doing enough of? So it's that one has been a big shift for me. I think yeah. in how I approach that. Has has your team given you any radical candorish feedback? Yeah, they do. I think they they give it sometimes about me. It's never anything. Thankfully, that's helpful <laughs> <laughs> in here. But it's stuff that's helpful. Like I really could use more of this from you, or I feel like I'm yeah. not putting enough here. So sometimes it's function wide, you know, as a team, I think we really need more of this, or this is an issue no one's really talking about. Right. And I think people are great about doing it in appropriate settings. Like there are a lot of conversations best had, you know, one-on-one versus in front of a whole team. And people are sensitive to that, especially because we explain the concept. Yeah. So I think they, they totally get how to practice it. And it's just like led to a lot of good conversations. I feel like I'm not surprised by a whole lot because yeah. I know how people are feeling about things which is also great because you can help if someone's struggling with something. Right. It's just been been really powerful. Yeah. yeah, that's great. All right. So I'm going to try to recap some of the uh, some of the lessons I'm learning from this conversation. And I would love for you to share a challenge with everybody okay. listening to, to this podcast. Okay. So first of all, if you are a peer moving to a coach, a manager, it's hard. It's not easy. So, and you're not alone. And, and I think you started off saying that you have this imposter kind of syndrome going on and, and i think i felt like i felt it as a founder like wait a minute we have 200 people like you know people looking up like maybe i should just not be here right you know, everybody goes through it so you're not alone and and it's okay to own it and and be transparent about it but one of the things that you did which i think is super smart is the first thing is like getting advice you know from other people in the company outside because the, the there are other people probably are going through that right now and they can help you think through it the, the part where it comes to really, really, I think you shared and Alex has shared on one of the podcasts is how do you create this coaching, mentoring kind of relationship with yeah. the people where it's not about just 
just numbers and renewals in, in your case or metrics in the sales, if you're a sales manager case, but how do you create this, this relationship where, where the, that one-on-one is not just about a number. It's about how do you help them grow? Because if they are widely successful, you'll be widely successful. And that is probably beyond numbers. Like get to the why, get to the deeper part. And, and how do you structure those one-on-ones? could really mean the difference between somebody really being amazing at it and, and not. And and those, the one thing that I've also learned about it, and I'm curious, Kristen, if you think the same, is that your one-on-ones could be very different from one person to yes. another, right? Like, because one person probably thrives, like, I want to know right now how I'm doing. Yeah. And somebody might be like, you know what? I just want to go through numbers and that's yeah. what I want to do with you and I feel good. But it, do you see that as well? Yes, definitely. Okay. On your side. Okay. And then the other part, like as an organization, we're very fortunate to have the lead program and so many in the company want to go through it. I'll highly, highly recommend for people to pick up this Radical Candor book written by Kim Scott. It's a phenomenal book. We as an executive team are reading and, and going through it. And it's it's a tough thing. If you are able to implement it, it will have real great value. So we're super excited about it. So with that, Christina, I would love for you to share a challenge for everybody listening right now who is either in a leadership role or getting into a leadership role. Yeah, I would challenge them to practice radical candor, to think about the next time they're in a situation where they have to deliver feedback or ask for feedback about themselves, to be open and transparent about that, say, are you telling me the full story? Is there anything else you feel like you need to kind of hit home or deliver and, and come at it from a place of, vulnerability and trust and care and concern, but to really ask themselves, am I giving this person all the context, context, all the information, all the feedback they need to truly improve and grow? Yeah, that is so critical. Radical candor. Let's practice it. Thanks, Christina. (laughs) Thank you. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.